0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Firsties. So I know I always say this, but I'm really, really excited for this episode. Reason why is because I have an old friend here, but before I even get into the guest, um, as I always say, thank you so much for supporting. Thank you for listening, liking, commenting, subscribing, um, all the fun stuff. Uh, be sure to continue to do that. Send this to your friends, send this to your family, send this to your mom, send this to your dog, send this to anyone who will listen and watch. Um, so sorry about that shameless plug. So today I have a very special guest. I have my good friend Matt, also known as Jay Maddie. Um, so Matt here is an upcoming artist in the DMV area making hits after hits. I'll tell you later on who what my favorite songs are. I'll be plugging him down below, so be sure to check out his Spotify. Um and just the other day, um I was honored to be in his music video miss barista um which will be coming out soon um i'm so excited to see the edit um so i first wanted to get into matt um kind of like your first gen experience wherever you want to wherever you want to start um before even the music and everything um coming to this country um obviously being born not in this country uh, or were you actually
1: i was born in the philippines yes yeah, yeah. so yeah let me give a little background on yeah. myself so i'm filipino um, both my parents are Filipino, and I was born 1994 in the Philippines. Let
0: him know. Yeah,
1: 1994, <laughs> you know, turning 30 and feeling good. Right. Feeling young. 30 is a new 20. Right. I would say. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And um, for me, I was kind of going back and forth between the U.S. and the Philippines. When I was mm-hmm. eight years old, we moved to Florida. My mom was doing her um, PhD at the University of Florida.
0: Shout out so to mom.
1: Yeah, shout out to mom. That's the smartest person in the family. Aww. Yeah. So we lived four years there, uh-huh. and then moved back to the Philippines for a couple of years, and then ended up moving here when I went to when I was in eighth grade. Okay. When I was fourteen years old, and ever since I've been here. So we have kind of had the blend of living in the Philippines and in the U.S. Uh, yeah.
0: Okay. So talking about those kind of like two worlds and like dancing between those two worlds, what was that experience for you? Was it pretty seamless? Did you have a tough time with like your identity growing up? Um, just some t- context, we went to the same middle school. Did we go to the same elementary school? We went to the middle, middle school. S- yeah. Middle school and high school. Yeah. Uh, and He's a good, good friend of my brother's and then we became friends as well. Um, so that's kind of like the backstory there. Um, so yeah, so... My memory of you, even in high school and middle school, um, was that everyone loved you. You were kind of like the cool kid. No one had an issue with you. Hey. Um, and from outside looking in, it just looked like you kind of had it all figured out. And I'm, I'm sure that wasn't the case at all, um, especially being a first gen. So was it difficult trying to dance between the two, like American culture versus your Filipino culture? Or what's your thoughts on that?
1: So for me, I would say when I was in when i moved to florida for the first time mm-hmm. i was at an age where i was kind of just wandering aimlessly a little bit so yeah it's not until later on in my life that i realized that i was a little bit different from okay. everybody else um even just like you know seeing my friends grow up in a in a in their own home we lived in yeah. an apartment where there was five of us and two That's bedrooms so real. uh yeah for context like i had I have two other brothers so there's three boys in the family and then my mom and my dad yeah and looking back at it like it was fun it was fun but yeah. now as i got older i'm like hold up we had like one bathroom for the whole household like and you bathroom. made it work made it work and yeah. shout out to my mom again for yeah. sharing a bathroom with four oh other God. dudes like
0: honestly to camera shout out to you because three boys sharing four boys essentially sharing a bathroom i only had to share a bathroom with one boy and that was my brother and that was enough <laughs> yeah
1: and that's <laughs> so, the crazy part yeah, it's like you made it work we made it work and for me that was normal but then when i would go visit my friends in their homes talk and talk
0: about and it yeah yet.
1: you visit the homes and like hold up they have a lot of space yeah they have a room each each sibling has one room mm-hmm. talking about like i want the biggest room whatever yeah but i was wow. perfectly cool with sharing my room with two other yeah. brothers and also, shout-out to my... I just wanted to give a shout-out to my family members just for for being cool. Yeah. Like, for being able to tolerate each other in a way where we were functional and in comparison to other families, our dynamic was... I'm blessed to have a dynamic where it worked out.
0: Yeah. I'm really finding every episode, including me and the guest, it's like a love letter to our parents to, like, be able to sit down and talk about, like, the real sacrifice and the one decision that they made to bring us to this country, like you wouldn't be Jay Maddie doing what you wanted to if they didn't make that one decision and the sacrifice. And when you, I don't even think we could actually really understand the sacrifice that they had. That really is a good point. It takes me back to like, same thing, like apartment, multiple family members, just figuring it out coming. But I, it, looking back on it, I'm very blessed with the family that I have. But looking back, I would do anything to go back that because now everyone has their own lives you know I'm really close to my brother now he's in Denver doing his own thing I don't see him as much as I wanted to Mm -hmm. where there was a moment where you know his bed was right next to me you know what I mean and that was like a really good unique special time so I wouldn't change it for the world for sure but you yeah looking back I'm like damn you just took me back to like where it all started which was one apartment in Alexandria Virginia and us like trying to figure it out um damn you just took me all the way back that's like for all fours Gen's experiences yeah. like we all have the experience now we've come up yeah and g- like god willing and everything like we've been blessed but starting it it was not what it looked like
1: not now. at all and also yeah. just like coming into a different country i when i was younger i definitely was pronouncing certain words wrong and i still do to this day yeah. like i look back and sometimes i felt a little you know, I felt bad that they were correcting me mm-hmm. when I was younger. I didn't think too much of it until later on when I was like, "Dang, like I had to not really learn the language." Mm-hmm. I would say because in the Philippines, we went to a school where they would teach classes in English. So okay, grammatically, it was we were good. Right. Okay. Just pronouncing certain things, and sometimes instead of saying like. I'm sweating or whatever i'd be like i'm perspiring yeah like that type of thing <laughs> like and you're just different from the other kids and kids would look different at culture. you funny yeah. yeah yeah and um back in the day i would feel i would feel like i was different mm-hmm. um it would hurt sometimes mm-hmm. but in the long run i would say it helped me have thicker skin yeah
0: but there, we've even like how old are you now you said 30 turning
1: 30 next month yeah. next
0: month yeah oh early birthday okay um and i'm 27 and what that happened you, you know over a decade ago but you still remember when someone pointed out as a first gen when you were different like when you were an other yeah. even if they didn't mean to because kids they're just kids but you do remember like when you pronounced a name wrong or you brought a certain like food from your culture to school and that wasn't the coolest thing to do you know what i mean yeah. like having those experiences um, but then now that we're adults i don't know my experience has been like um I'm lucky to have a culture and a family that's really big in faith and food and there's like you have you come from a big family I come from a big family you know what I mean like I wouldn't change it for the world but when you're 13 14 like all you care about is like kicking with your friends
1: yeah you know what I mean
0: like and your sports and and whatever like that's the same shared experience you had with my brother like you guys would all just hang out and you guys were all different cultures but all you guys want to do is like hang out and play video games and play football and do the sports and run track and like All that stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. And to
1: point out, too, I think being in the DMV made it an easier move for me in my teenage years coming from the Philippines just because there's a lot of diversity here. For sure, it's a melting pot. Comparison to other areas, Mm -hmm. and it made it easier to – to make friends because there were a lot of mutual things that we had, you know, mutual like cultural backgrounds. Even though it was different, there were a lot of similarities. Even from, though it was different,
0: it was the same. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is so exciting. With this podcast, I don't want it to be centered just around like the Ethiopian col- uh, culture or like experience because even though we're different cultures, it's actually really the same as far as like, like, I just unspoken rule like, I know you would take care of my mom if she was out somewhere and vice versa, because that's just what you do in our cultures. You know what I mean? You'd be sure to, like, say hi to her and, like, greet her, make sure she's taking care of, like, whatever, and it's vice versa, because just family takes care of family. That's just, like, what it is. You know what I mean? Or, like, when you've come over to my house, you made sure to say hi to my parents, because it's their home, and you're just, you know what I mean? You're just not going to walk up to someone's house, and then vice versa. Like, it's just these little things that we just know how to, like, behave and, like, what is special and like, our unique cultures. It's really, really cool. Um, Okay, so now you're in, so you went to college, um, and in, so you are a recording artist right now, so I actually want to backtrack. But even before then, you're also a registered nurse.
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: Right. And that's very common in our cultures to do medicine. Um, and um, uh, but then now you're a recording artist, which is like completely different, right? Right. Um, so first of all, what made you get into nursing, specifically even being like a male nurse is very, very, it, that's not as common as doing something else. Um, so what made you get into nursing? Was it like that was common in your culture, your yeah. family?
1: So I want to point out too that yeah. my, my dad is a registered nurse as well. Yeah. And he's a musician as well too. Um, but oh, I would amazing. say, yeah, shout out to, shout out to dad. Yeah, man.
0: Shout out to our parents. Yeah. Shout out to general. the parents. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but in the Philippines, if you notice, if you go to a hospital, there's a high probability that there's Filipino nurses in okay. the hospital. Got it. It's um a lot of Filipinos migrated into this country because of that occupation.
0: Oh, Okay, yeah. got you. Okay.
1: And so growing up, I you know I, my dreams were to be like a pro athlete, yeah, or like a singer, yeah, or an entertainer of some sort but when you know as i got older we got we got to thinking like all right how am i going to make some money how am i going to make a living for myself mm-hmm. and for me i was good with i was good with science i was good with people and so i realized that okay we got nursing it's working for a lot of people in my family and mm-hmm. my culture and i was like why not go for something that i could be good at as well mm-hmm. and so seeing my dad do it my my aunts uncles do it It was a no-brainer for me to, to go for nursing. You had the the
0: blueprint, is what I say. Mm -hmm. So you're like, oh, I could go go down this route. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so you are a nurse, but then um, I want to ask, and I don't want to assume that a couple years ago you um, had a moment in your life that was like life-threatening. Yes. Um, And of course, we even spoke off-camera of like what you're comfortable sharing. Um, but, um, if you're comfortable sharing exactly what happened, um, cause there was a, you know, I'm not the closest person to you. So I never, I never want to assume that, but if from me looking out and p- please correct me if I'm wrong, there was a, you're a different person before what happened to you versus after. And it seems like that situation that happened, which we'll talk about in a second, if you're comfortable, um, might have been a contributor to you deciding to do music and kind of like really go after your dream. So whatever you feel comfortable sharing, I'll cut whatever you want to cut. It's, a, yeah, it's up no, to you.
1: No, I'm pretty open about that okay. that subject. Um, so I was 23 years old. I was in nursing school. I was doing the accelerated program at VCU,
0: which, by the way, is no joke. I just want to point that out. Yeah, there. it's it's a, gr- it's, gr- it's, gr- it's grueling. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a the fast paced program, yep.
1: and you know it's non stop 18 months. It's your you had to have a degree prior to getting into the program. Yep. And I was probably two semesters in. I was 23. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I went out with a couple friends the night before this incident. And early morning, we decided to drive, go for a drive, go, go straight to JMU, my other college. Um, and I had fallen asleep and I overcorrected and I hit a tree. So I was driving, hit a tree. My stomach went through my diaphragm, fractured ribs, and. Luckily, I don't have any recollection of the impact or anything like that, yeah, bits and pieces here and there, but I was rushing to the hospital. The car definitely it shouldn't have it looked like I shouldn't have survived a thing, yeah, like that, and um yeah, it just changed my mindset on everything i'm i'm I was the same person, but a lot of things in terms of my mindset and the way I looked at life changed,
0: yeah. Right, yeah, um, yeah. I remember hearing about that because if I'm, r- correct me if I'm wrong, but you were you were going to gym. You like a game or something, and it was all the guys, including yeah. my brother, was like waiting on you.
1: Yeah, college game day. College game, yeah. Yeah, I was going to go for college game day, and um, yeah, never never made it there. Yeah, I was my brother didn't. I was going to my brother's house, and yeah. um, yeah, never made it there.
0: Yeah, um, and then the recovery was. Grueling, right?
1: So yeah, um, that's another part where it's a miracle for me. Like, yeah. which is why I'm big on health and fitness as well. Is because fortunately at that time I was I was into lifting.
0: Which probably contributed to Yeah. yeah.
1: So I was I was at that time I was at my peak. Mm-hmm. My peak in terms of like my physique and my strength. And that made the recovery shorter than it should have been
0: really okay so
1: i was in the icu for a couple of days mm-hmm. and then i was actually out of the hospital in three days which is a miracle given like they opened me up i had like staples on my abdomen and everything and i was able to get back to school in two weeks i was in back in nursing school in two weeks which still got like staples on my stomach and that's insane. yeah because i had that drive and that 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 knowledge too that like the more active you are yeah when you're in the hospital the likely the likelihood of you recovering faster is better and that's because i had nursing school knowledge as well yeah and then i was just so grateful to be alive that i was like yeah let's let's push myself to like to the max
0: yeah and you said that drive like it's just like something that people have i have to say that you're just a specific special person to be able to go through that and then get back to school, which is already like a grueling process after yeah. two weeks. Like that that does not happen to the average person and not saying those people who do like it's understanding if you are like, can't do it. I'm just going to really, really take my time and focus on recovery because it was a very, very serious injury. Like you mentioned, you're lucky to, to be alive, but um, I just don't want to pa- speed past that. Cause that's yeah. like, that just does not happen. And it, it, I don't know, I, sometimes I think about, like, all the experiences that we experience lead us up to this one particular moment. It could be, like, when you're at the Grammys performing in a couple of years or what have you, but up until what you've experienced, like, not that you were destined to go through that, because obviously that's very, like, heartbreaking. I never want anyone to go through that. But um, um, you had all the, you even though you might have not known it, you, had, you were equipped to handle that. Situation, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. So I don't want to speed past that. That's like amazing because if you. you really, really knew his injuries, um, which we don't have to get into at all, um, uh, it's a really tough recovery. You know what I mean? And it was yeah. touch and go at some points too. So, um, and also just shout out to your family and everyone who's there. Yeah, I just want to point you. out
1: too, like I, I'm blessed to have a great support system. Yeah. To where. Some of the stressors were alleviated, you know, like if you, some people pull up to the hospital with no support from their family so or friends. Yeah. And when you feel like one, you're already thinking about a hospital bill or like, right. And you're already hurt. And when, it, when it comes to recovering, like you got to decrease the stress as much as possible right. to, to focus on your, your recovery.
0: Cause the mind has a lot to do with it yeah. too. Yeah.
1: And, um, but I say this all the time about the accident. It's, yeah. People think I'm weird for it, but I, I like to say that that's probably the best thing that's happened to me.
0: That's amazing. Yeah,
1: it's, it's, I would not be the same person. I would not be J Maddie if that accident didn't happen.
0: Wow, that's a statement. Yeah, wow. Because, yeah, when I, looking at it from the outside in, because I, you know, we're friends, but I wasn't, I wasn't the closest person to you. Um, it, I was like, you, even from your social media and everything, you're a completely different person because of this one thing that happened, um and i'm a big fan of people taking like their downfalls or their trauma and making it into wins or dubs so like congrats to you for surviving oh, that one because um, some people they just like they give up or and part of your recovery probably had to do with the fact that you believe that no i'm gonna walk again i'm gonna do i'm gonna get back to me you know what i mean um um so i commend you on that because yeah it's just not an easy task i want everyone to know that and i hope you're hearing him say this and inspires you whatever like you know position that you're in or anything like that um that even just believing that you can is sometimes enough to get you through it um so thank you for sharing that um we are going to take a quick break and we will be back after these short messages All right, guys so um that was a shameless plug but also um we will get into your music and everything but you have a show coming up december it 29th says,
1: december 29th
0: one of his many shows i've been to multiple and they're amazing um always in the front row just like annoying him um like just touch my hand please Matt. <laughs> just touch my hand like <laughs> such a groovy vibe it's ridiculous um So um, you are so like we discussed from that moment in your life that kind of changed kind of everything Um, um, You then decided like do you can you recall because I know you were back into your fitness as well, which helped with your recovery Mm -hmm. Um, when did you were like because you could always sing. You sang in, like, your middle school talent show with my brother and, yeah, and their yeah. friends, right? Which you were carrying that show by the <laughs> <laughs> way.
1: Hey, man. We had a solid squad. It was it was good. Hey, shout out to your brother, Nahum. Yeah. oh, you're he, so uh, sweet. he pulled through. He pulled through. We sang So Sick by Neil, I'll never forget it. Yeah,
0: I will never forget <laughs> it. Because I was like, is that Nahum? Um, <laughs> so I'm joking. I love you, Josie. Okay. Um, so when were you like, okay, I could do this music thing because I know we've talked about it even off camera where you, you, you just have the talent for, but you weren't necessarily like, um, had the proper training as far as, you know, singing goes or anything like that. You kind of just start figuring it out as you go. So when did you decide like, oh, I could do this music thing?
1: Yeah. So i always thought i wanted to be like a pop star or like a rock star and you had
0: them back in your head right like yeah. always. yeah when
1: i was younger when i was two three years old my dad was in a band he would pull me up to the stage and i would get the exposure of being in front of a crowd and, and
0: you loved it. yeah since then. i loved it since then the positive
1: yeah. reinforcement too of like singing for your family and they're like whoa this kid is actually pretty good at it yeah i'd be singing in front of the tv singing in sync and stuff like <laughs> Not i want to be one of them like, yeah yeah was, that's big in the philippine culture just yeah. pop culture right and so I did YouTube in high school, thought I was going to pop off YouTube, but I didn't have the, the right formula at that time, the right work ethic or the planning to really push that. And so I had to be a little realistic, went to the nursing school route. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I kind of forgot about the music. I, it was something that I did as a hobby mm-hmm. and I got better over time because I was doing it a lot. But I wasn't pursuing it professionally. Okay. And so right after this accident, it wasn't even right away that I wanted to decide that I wanted to be a music artist. Um, I jumped into the social media game, but this time with health and fitness because that's what I saved remember, my yeah. life. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to grow my social media platform with J Maddie Fitness and COVID hit and the gyms closed. And then I was like, oh, no, I can't make any content right now. Yeah, like, right. this kind of switch up my whole thing. Yeah. And so, fast forward to COVID, my current roommate and producer, uh, Leaf, opened up a business. Yeah, he opened up a business, and he was able to just turn that thing up. And when I found out about that...
0: Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah,
1: so him and my brother were roommates in college. They were in Exit 245 at JMU. And my brother told me, yeah, Leaf opened up a studio. And so, okay we got somebody that can record music and i know he's mm-hmm. fire because i've seen what he's capable of mm-hmm. and i started making tiktoks and i was like I, i've had i have the knowledge of growing social media platforms and so i can whatever i learned from that fitness phase of my life you, i guess you could say yeah um i was able to translate it to, to my music so I, I decided okay let's go let's let's start making music Start recording music and let's start promoting it, like just like how I did in my fitness. And ever since then, it was November 16th, 2021. I know the date. The first TikTok post I made, I was like, We're not gonna stop, we're not gonna stop. This is the day that we're gonna declare that we're gonna be a recording artist. You're artists,
0: yeah, and we're still here. So, and if you saw the journey now and where you guys are gonna go, it's like you're just crazy talented, it's like insane how talented you guys are. Um, well I didn't know that story about like I knew Leaf and your brother were roommates, but I didn't know that then he started a business and then you were like, Oh, let me like yeah. link up. Like I didn't know the details of that. Um, wow, yeah. Um, yeah, I actually something I wanted to tell you was um always in the back of my mind, because, you know, you were friends with my brother, but the time that um, your guys' mutual friend passed away in high school, I don't know if you remember, but you sang Sunday Morning by Maroon 5 Uh in their house, Um, and I don't know, I just think in that moment, like, it helped that whole family out. I don't know why I'm getting emotional, but I think in that moment, it helped that family out, and I was like, that's such a special gift to have of, like, Bringing some type of light to like that darkness in that house for that moment, you know what I mean, and how you're able to like touch people with your, you know, with your music and your voice. Um, yeah, I wanted to tell you that actually off camera, but then I'm, but I thought it was appropriate to do it now. I remember um, that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I still have a video on my old, old, old Mac, and I saved it. Um, because it 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 was just like on a piano, I think, and it, it was just acoustic, was. and you just started singing and. His parents were there and stuff, and um, I don't know. It, it, in that moment, um, I was just trying to champion my friends because I didn't know that particular person who passed away, but it was like your guys' friends mm-hmm. passed away, so I just wanted to like be there for you guys. Um, and I just remember you just thinking, and I was like, man, even for that brief moment, it was just like a beautiful thing to do for people who are like in pain. Yeah. Um, so imagine that you're going to continuously do that for like so many people. Yeah, yeah, I think
1: that's one of the most fulfilling things about what I do now is I get countless messages from people, just strangers that, yeah. that message me and say that I've helped them get through hard times in their lives, whether it's a breakup or their yeah. depression. And sometimes you make these songs, and it's you know you don't really think of how much of an impact it can make. Because for me, I make my music for the people, but I make it for myself as well. And when people perceive your art or they, they take away something bigger than just entertainment from it. That's when it becomes really special and it, I feel like I have a bigger responsibility now that I've dropped so many songs and mm-hmm. these people are supporting me. And yeah, it just, it's a beautiful feeling. You could be a nurse and help people out, right? Yeah. Like physically, but with music too, there's another way to help others out with your art and it's a beautiful way to help people
0: heal. Yeah, absolutely. And even like, um, yeah, like, you know, I'm an audience member, so you're not experiencing the way that I'm experiencing it, but just like, people are coming out to your shows to hear, spending their hard-earned money to see you, and I know you take that as a big responsibility, so you want the show to be perfect, and you want everything, Um, and I know you personally, so I know it's more than just like, being this hotshot guy who has a great voice, and you're just trying to like, kiki, you know what I mean? It's more than that, like, yeah, that's fun too, um, but there's a purpose behind it, which is why I know you're going to be successful, because I think... A lot of times, and I hope anybody's listening, like whatever you're trying to get into, if you're trying to get into it, being a first to being the first to do it, if you're trying to get into it for, to get a bag or to get attention or whatever, you might not be successful. Um, You really have to have like passion and genuine like um, interest in it in order for it to be successful. Um, So I commend you in like one, taking some pain in your life and making it into something beautiful, but then also... That, that thing that you're making beautiful is also helping other people out who also might be in pain. You know what I mean? Um, and you have an interesting perspective because you also have been through some stuff. Um, so you're able to help people out. I mean, yeah. I mean, if I could sing, it would be a problem for you guys. The game would be over. So I think God knew what he was doing for <laughs> me <tried> to sing. Because, <laughs> man, I wish I could sing. Oh, it would be so much fun. Um, so lastly, what I want to talk to you about is... Um, um, what are your goals and kind of like where do you want to take from now? I know we talked about you have a show coming up December twenty ninth, which you're geared up for. Um, and I hope you guys know guys, Matt like eats, breathes, and sleeps music. And you could talk a little bit about that, but like it's that's all you do all day, every day, essentially.
1: Basically, yeah, and that's all I think about. Yeah. Every single day. The moment I wake up or I sleep. And everything that I do revolves around how am I going to take my music? to the next level my artistry to the next level and um for me my goals really is to take this thing as far as possible Mm -hmm. and we're doing it in an independent artist approach good point to talk about yeah we've um we've had our run-ins with music industry people they promise you certain things Mm -hmm. and they they want to say they're able to deliver but they're not going to do anything until you're able to prove that you're able to do things by yourself but at that point you don't invest in me now, it's too late. We're going to do it ourselves, and if we're already there, yeah, it's going to be too late. And my goal is to compete with these major labels.
0: Gotcha. Be able
1: to chart, be able to m- make our own shows, sell out stadiums as independent artists. And I'm not saying I don't want to work with any labels or anything mm-hmm. like that, but if we're going to work with labels, it has to be done the right way.
0: No, on your terms, yeah. Yeah,
1: on our terms. And we value family. We value our own values and ideals. And it's not just the money game for us. We want to do it in a way where we can take this as far as possible, but we want to do it where we're preserving our values as well.
0: Yeah, which is crazy because essentially that's another reason why I was like, oh, my God, Matt, you have to come on the show. Because it's essentially what First Seas is. Like, you're the first thing in your family to really, I mean, no, you s- spoke about your dad, but at least in this <clears throat> country and going this far as well as the genre that you're doing as well, you're the first seed to, to be able to do it. Um, and I do think the playground experiences that you had growing up in this country is honestly going to help you in these rooms that you have to like kind of maneuver through, you know what I mean? Um, and um, so I commend you for being like kind of the first to do it because uh, it's kind of on the job training. Like you're figuring it out as you go. You're going to make mistakes like we all do. Um, but learning from it, growing from it. Um, but it's sick that as you're doing it, you're impacting so many people's um, lives like I see the comments, I see the engagement. You mentioned people privately DM you too, publicly, you know, message you too. Um, it's just really cool to see someone I've known for a little while um, kind of get all the love and the support and the screams. Like you know, like it's really, really cool to see. You know what I mean? I, I would imagine it. Um, I can only imagine what your parents are thinking when they see you know you really doing it. Like the show that's coming up. You mentioned how many people are. are Signed up or have bought tickets.
1: So we're anticipating anywhere from 200 to 400 people. That's insane. It's going to be at Union Stage, and yes. that's one of the biggest, you know, venues. Yeah. Out here in the in this area. Oh, so exciting. Yeah. yeah, and it's like like last night we had a meeting as a team, the yep. Wizards. That's mm-hmm. a independent collective that I'm in, and yep. we act as a an independent label to help elevate each other's artistry. We're having a meeting yesterday, and got pretty emotional. We. I just thought about all the people that are flying out from the West Coast, whether it's from Cali, Arizona, Colorado, and, you like, guys. to see us. And I paused a little bit, and I was like, that is absolutely crazy.
0: Yeah. You're already living the dream that you wanted. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to be bigger and better later, but you're already living that dream, yeah, you yeah. know?
1: Because here's the thing, too. Like, when you're trying to do something big. Yeah. The I hate to say it, but. The people that you grow up with, right? Your fret your friends and I acquaintances. I think I know where you're going with this, but go ahead. Yeah, your friends and acquaintances. You think they'd be the first ones to hop on and talk and cheer about you on. it, but it's not like that. It's, it's not, not like what that. you
0: think it's going to look no. like.
1: No, and at first I used to be bitter about it. Like, oh, like I've known you for so long. I haven't seen you pull up to a show, or like I haven't seen you share a post or whatever, which is like. I mean you should yeah but but no hard feelings yeah. like i understand people are going through things like like i have my own stuff yeah. i'm busy i understand people have adult adult things to do and right bills to pay and stressors and but where i was going with this was it's crazy that the people that don't know you or have never seen you in person are your biggest supporters
0: your biggest, your biggest supporters, supporters.
1: Yeah, and I pour in, like, I go on TikTok every single night to go on my live streams, and it's the same few people that are there every single night, whether they're just liking, sharing the lives, donating, whatever it is, it's just I want to pour my energy to those people because they are the reason why I'm still here and being able to do what I'm doing.
0: Yeah.
1: So shout out to all the strangers that support. Support. That's yeah. your support.
0: It's that is such. A, that could be a whole other episode because that's the same thing with starting my podcast. Is that it's no hard feelings, but what I imagined it to be is not what it is. Mm-hmm. It's even better, but the people that I thought were going to ride or die, almost maybe not that's the right term, but just be like the number one supporters are not. You know, they share here and there, but the people who are DMing me, sending me topics to talk about, sending me yes, like, hey, you should get this, DM this person, this should be on the next person on the podcast, and then sending me, like, direct quotes of the last podcast so they're watching it is actually insane, yeah. Um, and, yeah, no hard feelings, but it definitely looks differently, and part of it is because they don't understand, like, Truly no one's gonna want this podcast to be successful more than me. Mm-hmm. Maybe my mom might be the only one. <laughs> and same yeah. to you. And then vice versa. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because it's essentially you're the brand, you're the business that you are the brand. You are the yeah. business. Um, and you are eating breathing music every day. People are going about their lives and they go on TikTok and see you once in a while. You know what I mean? But that's a really good topic to talk about. And I think being a firsty and being a first gen is like when our parents came here, like they're the equivalence to like liking a post or like getting our engagement was like people verbally telling them like keep going they didn't have that yeah you know what i mean they just did it yeah and so we are wired just to be hustlers and have we're self-motivating people like just figure out and do it and i know you work your ass off all of your team members work their asses off um i saw it the other day um and i'm continuously seeing it on social media as well so it's only amount of time just being consistent and keep, and keep doing it. Um, something that I actually want to ask you is what I've experienced with just being a content creator is how much I have to, like, check my ego. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm posting something, and I'm like, I think it should get this much likes or whatever, yeah. or this person should be sharing it, and then that's not the case. So it almost challenges me to be a better person. Like, girl, calm down. You're, mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean? Um, and just continuously, like, be disciplined as well. Because um, I know for you as well, um, sometimes it's tough when... You're doing all the things and you barely see growth, even yeah. though it's still growth, but it's just not what you anticipated and still going back to the lab, back to the studio yeah. and keep like, that's a grind.
1: It's a grind. And sometimes right? it's just like as a content creator, yeah. being an independent artist, we, we do it all. It's not just the music. We edit our videos. We record our own stuff. And all of
0: it. The Instagram reels that you see, TikToks, all yeah. of it is all, yep. All,
1: and that's not just me. That's a lot of people out yeah. here mm-hmm. trying to do this independently. And I think it's just a matter of understanding that consumers don't lie sometimes. And it's Mm -hmm. like if the content is not getting engagement, maybe it's not the people. Maybe it's my content. Right. So it's just trying out different things and seeing what works and finding the people, finding your right audience, I would say, that is the biggest key. And for me, I stopped wasting time on trying to win people it's more of just like whoever's vibing with me whoever's riding with my stuff those are the people that i will spend my energy on Mm, i'm no longer trying to i'm no longer like for example i used to be hesitant on posting certain things because i would think that i would be judged by my peers Mm. but why am i concerned about being judged by the people that aren't even supporting me so it's like I just focus so. my energy, time and energy on the people that want to see me win. Yeah. And that's it. We'll win together. That's yeah. it.
0: That's how I always have to remind that. I think um, Tiffany Haddish said she had some interesting feedback with Cat Williams. Um, and he said something about, like, she's not the funniest comedian. And she said, my job is to make the people who buy my tickets laugh. Mm-hmm. Not the entire world. That would be great. Yeah, yeah. And so for you, your role, my role is my viewers. That's who I'm giving this valuable content for. If you want to join in, you can. But you're absolutely right. I had to learn it the hard way as well because um, I'm on a platform now and talking about some things that maybe some family members are not going to be happy with. I hope yeah. they know my intention, but they're not going to be happy with. Um, and just being okay with, like, I know my heart, I know my intention, and that's good enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um and for you i mean even if it's just two people in in the crowd you're impacting those two people i mean i know you and i know your heart even if you impact one person you're like i did my job um um but i with jay maddie with his talent i think you're gonna do quite a bit more thank you yeah um uh so we're gonna take a quick break guys we'll be right back we're gonna end with uh first east corner we'll be right back Hey guys, we interrupt this episode for some very exciting news. We have the Wizards coming out December 29th at Union Stage. You're going to want to come out. Um, this will be uh, where we will have the phenomenal guests of the Wizards coming out. Um, you're not going to want to miss this. Tickets are only $15. Doors open at 6 30. Show is at 7. Uh, general missions is only $15. You'll be able to get tickets available now at unionstage.com. Again, you don't want to miss this December 29th, the resorts Union Stage, D.C. Let's get back to the episode. All right, guys, we are back. Um, so to end the episode, we have Firsties Corner, which is I go on our social media. Um, you can follow us on Firsties Pod. That's First East P.O.D. Um, on Instagram, TikTok, um, Pinterest, Snapchat, F- Instagram, Twitter, all of it we're on, that's where we are. Um, or you could email us at first at pod at gmail.com. Um, if you want to submit any questions. Um, so I'm going to look here to look, I just put on our story. So I just want to quickly see, um, we're going to ask, we're going to answer some or one question here. Let me just pull it up. Okay. So the question here is as a first gen, what advice can you give for someone who does who do who does want to start in a creative space, that's the question. So I'm guessing it's either in music or YouTube or or anything. So what advice would you give anyone who's a first gen trying to do something creatively? Because you know sometimes in our culture that's not always like encouraged. You yeah,
1: know. I would say don't be afraid to be who you are. Like I feel like once you start judging yourself for who you are, that's when you start to slow down in terms of creating Um, i would say be confident about who you are and Mm -hmm. really find out what you love and no don't let that like don't let anybody take that away from you and i think once you figure out what you're really passionate about you're going to be able to find a way to push through whether it's against your family's you know opinions or like your doubters as long as you're doing it for yourself you're going to be happier and you're going to be able to find a way to so be better at that thing.
0: Yeah, but that only starts after you accept who you truly are. Yeah, because I could say I definitely felt, felt into like trying to be someone else, and I was so unhappy. It was crazy. I was so unhappy. Um, I remember just like backstory. Uh, Nahum took me out to Kava when he was in town. Mm-hmm. Um, and he knows me more than anyone else. And he and he literally just said, "I just want you to be happy." And I just like boohoo cried because he. Could just, I thought I was fooling everyone else I was just fooling myself they're like no I'm happy I'm happy whatever he's like I just want you to be happy like whatever that is like just figure it out Mm -hmm. um and was because I was trying to be someone else for so long and it's just so interesting because we all want to be what we think kind of like what you're talking about with the post like oh if I post this I'm going to be perceived that way but you don't know that you're perceiving a perception you know what I mean and so you're so right like it really does start it's it's so cliche but it really does start with like just being yourself like you know what I mean? Like nice. when you're on stage, that's you up there, yeah. which is so beautiful and like awesome because not everybody can be up on stage because then you're like, there's judgment. Maybe they're misunderstand me or like what have you. Um, and I think part of the reason why we don't want to um, be ourselves is because if we get judged, we um, allow ourselves exposure to like pain or you know what I mean, or being misunderstood or whatever. So that's really really good. So it does start with just accepting yourself, guys. It's so corny, but like that's really it. Like. Hey.
1: Sometimes the cliché things are cliché for a reason. For time sure. and time again, it's been working. and
0: yeah, That's so true. That's so true. And on that note, guys, that is the end of this episode. Is there anything, I'm going to add your description below, but is there anything that you want to plug, J. Maddie?
1: Yeah, I just want to say um, pull up to the show, Union Stage, December 29th. i Want to give my group a, a shout-out, yes. The Wizards. we got Leaf, Tina Carzon, Bema Tatey, talented artists the most talented people I they'll know. be on the pod soon too yeah, yeah. hard working they're
0: and amazing
1: also i just want to say i love you mom and dad
0: oh that's the best i'm gonna end with i i don't know if you notice but i end every episode with like call your parents like they're only here for a certain amount of time answer their text messages send them their flowers while they're here say i love you all those things even if they didn't do everything right um, they at least gave birth to you and tried their damnness to, to make sure you were good. So, yes, I love you, Mom and Dad. That was a great way to end this episode. Um, as always, guys, uh, please make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Commenting has really helping out the algorithm, so keep doing that. Um, and follow J. Maddie everywhere. I'll put all of his description down below, including the link to b- purchase tickets for his show on December 29th. I will be there the firsties um, producing team will be there. My friends, all of our friends will be there. So come on out; it's a lot of fun. And his shows are getting bigger and, and better. And so he has, um, he's, you know, he has his headliners, but then he has people opening the show, which I'm really excited to see because I haven't seen like the newer people uh, join in. So I'm really excited. Um, it's also just a great time to like meet people as well. It's a great networking opportunity. So please, please, please come out December 29th. I will put all the description or the everything you need to know below. And then, um, as always, thanks again for supporting again, call your parents, love you, mom and dad, and we'll see you in our next video. Take care guys.